along. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. What up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB, another Slapdick Podcast on YouTube as well. Check it out. Sound keeps going out on fucking YouTube, man, so I don't know what's wrong with this shit. Chris Pugh in the house on YouTube. Lucy, what's going on? My boy Farzine. Uh, hey, listen, I appreciate everybody coming in on YouTube. Hit the like button, hit subscribe. Share it, whatever you got to do. I don't know how that shit works, really, but go check it out. Uh, lots to discuss, man. Uh, lots to go over, and uh, we're going to dive deep into all this shit today. So let me get this party started. I'm going to get uh, I'm gonna get into uh, a couple paying the bills a few times here real quick. Uh, you know the Slapdick Podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest. The world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest is open now at Bet Online. Go check it out. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 100% welcome bonus. 100%. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champ Bucks versus the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded. Up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Go check it out. Bet Online's doing some good promos, man. So 100%, you get $25 back, and you'll get fully refunded if you lose the first weekend. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember, NFL 100 promo code. Go sign up today and uh, check it out. So, <sighs> lots to discuss, man. I don't even know where to start. Um, I'll start with the quote, man. I got. I actually have a few quotes. I don't know which one. The title of this show, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start with that. It's. It's titled "Defending Ignorance." All right. We're defending ignorance. I'm gonna get into why we're doing that and how we're doing it. Um, so I got two quotes, man. One of them is the ignorant are ignorant of their ignorance. I don't know how else to say it. That might be the best fucking quote. In America, the ignorant are ignorant of their ignorance. Like you can't really sum it up more than that. That's really what's going on right now in this world. We're in a different world. We're on a different planet, if you ask me. Um, but you know, the most violent element in society is ignorance. <laughs> Let's make no mistakes about it. The most violent fucking element in society today is ignorance. I tell you, ignorance is fucking life-threatening every day. I say it at least once a day on my show. Ignorance is life-threatening. I've said it on Netflix. I've said it in my life for years and years. I truly believe it. But the most violent element in society today is ignorance. And the ignorant are ignorant of their own ignorance. 
these motherfuckers don't understand. They think they actually know our space, your space, your profession, what you do. They all want to get out of their lane and get into ours. They all want to worry about what's on our plate, why theirs are getting cold. Like, nobody understands and gets it. Like, I don't get why so much, you know, I don't understand what's going on with this whole fucking thing. But it is what it is, man. And we're in a fucked up place right now, I'll be honest. Um, man. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, the whole thing is we got, <clears throat> yeah, if you guys don't know what the Dunning-Kruger um, effect is, you should go Google that. Um, Lucy brought it up, Farzine. Um, some of my educated folks on YouTube, by the way, appreciate you guys. I'm not saying that you are all aren't, but you some of you motherfuckers are dumb. Let's be honest. Let's keep it real. Um, so... <sighs> We got the Trent Dilfer issue. We got Hurricane Ida. New Orleans kind of fucking that place up again. Um, this whole fake high school thing. Bishop Sycamore, whoever the fuck they are. Cam Newton gets cut this morning. Like I said, he would be. Didn't I say that on this show? Um... Scott Frost, Nebraska head coach, continues to make fucking excuse after excuse. I'm not mad at Scott Frost. I'm mad at the fucking AD and president who have doctorates and PhDs and continue to hire these motherfuckers. Um, Trent Dilfer got a ring off the backs of great defense. That's what the post said on, on my YouTube. Someone wrote, Garrett Presley wrote that. Well, I think Stevie Wonder knows that, but that has not a fucking thing to do with the situation that Trent Dilfer is in right now. I love when people bring up shit that's old. Like, motherfuckers always want to be relevant and bring up shit that has no relevance in what the fuck we're discussing today. People do that shit every day. Not you, Garrett. I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying this is, that's a norm now. People bring up shit that happened. It has nothing to do with the price of tea in China, my friend. But Trent Dilfer controlling a situation on his sideline with his team and staff is the relevant situation that we're going to discuss and dive into. I'm going to talk about personal trainers and Farzine Peace, uh, seven on seven leagues, that how, how, how they've made, in my opinion, kids soft, uh, how they've made high school football and college football <laughs> how they've turned it into what it is. It's basically an invitational to transfer schools every single day and week and year and month. Um, I'm going to talk about Kanye West and how fucking horrible he is. And, uh, and I'm going to talk about Juju Smith, man, doing the crate challenge. Doing the crate challenge three days, four days before their first game. Now, listen, I know Juju's family. I coach against Juju his whole life. I know Juju's background. Great family, great pops, mom. <sighs> Juju, come on, dog. You from the hood. Can't do hood shit. You got to get your folks out the hood. 
If you were to fall on the crate challenge and blow your shit out, what in the fuck would happen? Like, what the fuck would... I know if Mike, if I was Mike Tomlin, I'd be livid. I'd probably suspend your motherfucking ass. See what I'm saying? These cats, man, he's still that young generation of cat, though. He's doing this shit, man. See, back in the day, you used to sign an NFL contract. You couldn't ride a motorcycle. You couldn't ride jet skis. You couldn't ski. You couldn't do shit. It was in your contract because of shit like this. Jason Williams, the ESPN analyst, former basketball Duke Blue Devil Crashed on his bike. I don't know if you remember that story, but that was in his contract. He shouldn't have been on a motorcycle. I remember when that story hit and it ended his career almost his life. So, listen, I'm all for the hood cats being hood and trying to say we're being real and we're real and I'm going to do this crate challenge shit. But there's ignorance and then there's real and then there's <laughs> smart. And there's millions of dollars in your bank to back to being in the hood in Compton, Long Beach with nothing. You have an opportunity to be different and get your folks out. Come on, man. Get the fuck off the crates. The crates are putting motherfuckers in hospitals with COVID patients. Like, come on, dog. What the fuck are we doing? Anyway, I'm going to dive deep into everything from food chain review. I've been doing food chain reviews. I've been going out to different little restaurants. And I'm going to tell you how fucking shitty that is. Um, and pretty much, man, lots to talk about. So, anyway. Before I do all that, though, after that little intro, we got uh, a new sponsor on the Slap Dig Podcast. And it's exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com. PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to go get in all the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works: Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com, and then you get your picks in each week. We're going to select the ten highest-profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com, sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em, pick'em, E-M. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, pick'em, as well as cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Own Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pool bets. Go check it out. Um, it's pretty good shit. I got all the slap dicks underneath me. My slap dick bullies, of course. Um, the most violent element in society is ignorance, man. I mean, I'm just being real. So, I got a lot to discuss. We're going to get into it and... Uh, Appreciate you guys being here on YouTube. So, Trent Dilfer, man, everyone's blowing me up. I went on an ESPN radio show yesterday. Um, they asked me to come on, and I went on the show to discuss it as well. And, yeah, I didn't mean to put this on the same time as Pat McAfee, man. My bad. I don't think I'm pulling a lot of Pat McAfee fans away. Um, usually, I don't do mine live, but I'm having sound issues, so... I had to go on, man. I apologize. Um, 
Um, I make I, I ne- try not to ever do that again. Um, you know, the cold part is you can go back and watch my shit, dog. Go watch Pat, man. Um, he more entertaining to me. So I went on this show about Trent Dilfer, and you know, everyone tagged me in their shit and was like, "What? What are you doing? What do you think about Trent Dilfer?" I'm like, "Dog, I didn't think anything. I didn't see the problem." See. Real recognizes real, and when people don't understand their own lane and understand the intricacies of a certain or particular profession, motherfuckers jump in to other people's professions, lanes, respective uh, personal spaces when they have not a clue about how the intricacies in that profession or space really work or operate. Everybody talking shit about Trent Dilfer has either never played football, right? Organized football, structured football, football in pads, or they've never coached. So you cannot tell me different. You can't say I sat here and said, I was a coach and you can't put your hands on another player. I just know. Shut the fuck up. I want to see... How the stare, quote unquote, and the silent treatment, quote unquote, is what everyone's telling me. That's what a good coach does. A good coach gives you the silent treatment and the stare. So I just want everyone to know out there, all you coaches out there, that how would you have stared at that kid when he kicked his fucking helmet after he cussed out assistant coaches and acted like a fucking complete buffoon on the sideline. How was the stare and silent treatment going to give your team and your staff credibility um, amongst the team when that kid's doing that? You just let him do it? Fuck it. Just go ahead. Kick your helmet. Go ahead. Do it. See, people understand, like, my hands definition, putting hands on you, it must be totally different than your hands uh, definition. See, Trent Dilfer didn't put hands on that kid. Trent Dilfer controlled his player and his team on his field. In his program, that was called controlling the situation. He merely placed his presence and He placed his presence in between that kid and his team and staff to show that I'm the head coach. Mind you, this kid's dad is one of Trent Dilfer's best friends who happens to be an assistant fucking coach on his team. People always want to jump to conclusions and talk shit about people when they say certain things. And then they find out it was like, oh, damn. I didn't know that kid called himself Hitler and the team called him Hitler and he went around mocking Hitler all over through the offices and cussing out teachers in German. Oh, you guys didn't know that. And then you take my text out of context and then I'm the criminal. See, that's that's what people do. They jump out and then years later, then I'm a criminal. I got eight charges of eight felonies. <laughs> I got felonies charged to me after I left the state and I'm back home. I buy a house in California and I find out on Facebook that I got eight charges. 
you do see i haven't even told that story see you do realize there's shit that happens that you have no fucking idea about and then you want to jump in and act like you know and it's it blows my mind the ignorance are ignorant of their ignorance (laughs) you guys have not a fucking clue and then I got haters that used to talk shit. Oh, oh yeah, this motherfucker has eight felonies and do 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 And then I beat the shit, and then these motherfuckers coming by. Now they have another thing they want to say because they're they're bottom feeders. They have nothing else to do. They help no one. They don't know better. They are horrible at life. Like they're horrible at this game of life. Their life is so bad. They have to try to get out of their skin and into yours. And so I just want to make sure that you guys really understand the ignorant are ignorant of their ignorance. Like, does that really sink into you? Because I don't know if it does. That quote might be the best ever. And you understand that these people truly are blindfolded of their own ignorance like they're blinded they don't understand it they don't want to try to understand it they don't care to understand it and that's fine i'm not gonna even i'm gonna cuss you out and talk shit to you and clown your ass when you try to jump into my fucking lane and then (laughs) i'm gonna move on in in life and you're gonna continue to follow me buy my whiskey my book my cigars listen to my podcast swing from my nuts and ride my dick That's what you do. You bottom feeding no life fucks because you're ignorant and you don't understand that it's life threatening. But and it's not your life I'm worried about. You're threatening the youth lives. And that's what's happening with this defense of ignorance. That's why I titled this show Defending Ignorance. That's what we continue to do. Why is it that the media takes off? With the reactionary person instead of the the why don't we bring up the person that caused the reaction? You know, it takes a you know, reactions create uh, reactions. Right. And why doesn't anyone talk about the kid that committed the action to start with to get the reaction from Trent Dilfer? Why does everybody come straight out and just start bashing the the coach? Tom Izzo at Michigan State. Trent Dilfer. Myself. Like, why don't we talk about the motherfucking undisciplined, disrespectful, little enabled, coddled, self-gratification, enabled little fucks that cause these reactions by adults? Why doesn't anyone ever bring those things up see everyone just wants to skip over all the shit that was done and then discuss the person that you should never put your hands on a kid first of all these are young men these aren't toddler youth pop warner football players or basketball players or kids running around in preschool and furthermore striking a player is totally different than controlling a player. Please understand the difference. And Florio comes on on, on football uh, on on social media today, and you know he posts he posts a fucking uh, he posts a tweet 
basically saying, um, basically saying, you know, pro football talk. The Trent Dilfer coaching video is becoming yet another exercise in finding two sides of every issue. It shouldn't. Coaches should never lay hands on players in anger or to impose discipline. I retweeted. It, he did either. He controlled his player and team with his presence, not force. It's a shame you don't know the difference and you do nothing but report about football. The damn shame. I'm just being honest. You got this guy, Florio, who... Mike Florio, that's all he does. He's got 2 million followers. That's all this dude does. And... That's his take on Trent Dilfer. Like, you got to be just looking for comments and follows when you make these comments as a media member. I mean, it has to be. That's where I'm at with it. Like, it's got to get to that point. It's got to be at that stage. Because there's no way these motherfuckers are that ignorant. But Mike Florio is ignorant. (laughs) And the ignorant are ignorant of their ignorance. That's Mike Florio. That's all these naysayers that all these motherfuckers that are up in arms about Trent Dilfer going over there to control a player. Control a player. I didn't say beat a player. It's fucking motherfuckers acting like this motherfucker shanked this cat with a knife seven times. <laughs> like, come the fuck down. You're the same people that call parental discipline. Um. You, you say we can't hit our kids, we can't discipline our kids, um, you know, you can't take a belt to our kids anymore. Um, you know, it's fucking unbelievable. But you're good with a young 13-year-old taking a gun and shooting up a high school. We're fine with that. You guys are fine with priests and politicians raping, molesting, being fucking pedophiles. You're cool with presidents being fucking racist pedophiles, rapists, you're all good with that. Like, we got motherfuckers that are hundreds of millions of motherfuckers defending dudes that are straight pedophiles. There is a bigger pandemic and issue than the (laughs) COVID-19. I'm just telling you the truth. You got motherfuckers that are truly... um, truly ignorant man and of their own ignorance like it's uh, it's unbelievable and uh that's where we are right now man in life it's fucked up and and no nobody's doing nothing about it that's the cold part we keep defending this shit and until we stop defending it and put our motherfucking foot down it's just gonna get out of it's gonna get worse and worse so (sighs) corporal punishment is what people are calling Disciplining your kid now. That's called corporal fucking punishment. Can you believe that shit? That's what these naysayers, the same people that are that are up in arms about Trent Dilfer are the same people that are up in arms and about you disciplining your kid. They call it corporal punishment. Let's make sure we're clear. You should go define corporal punishment and then talk about is a belt to your kid's ass. Corporal punishment. <laughs> Like, it's fucking, no, it's ignorance, and you're ignorant, and the ignorant are ignorant of their ignorance, and that's just what it is. 
So Trent Dilfer controlling the situation with a kid that's probably at his house every day because his daddy is his best friend on his own staff. And did you see the kid's dad come over there and push Trent or fight Trent or talk shit about Trent later or no? If the kid was a real if the dad was a real one, he probably beat his kid's ass that night and in a way, see, people take it out of context. You can't even say beat my son's ass no more. See, back in the day, my dad would be, I'll beat your motherfucking ass when we get home. That shit held reverence. <laughs> like, motherfucker was scared to fucking go home that night. And it wasn't fear for your life. It was get your ass beat and learn to grow up and not fucking do the same shit over and over. And expect that there's not going to be any consequence. Because there's going to be consequence for your motherfucking action. That's the problem, Mike Florio. Trent Dilfer could not. So you're saying that these cats can do whatever the fuck they want. They can throw erasers at it, teachers. They can go home and tell their mama what the fuck to buy them for dinner. Even though they ain't never paid a fucking mortgage bill, a light bill, a car note. Bought groceries. Nothing. They do, they do nothing. But you're the people that's saying it's cool. For that kid to throw erasers, go home and tell the mama to do this and to do that. It's my way. This motherfucking 15-year-old acts like he knows everything about the life that there is to know. And you're good, Mike Florio, with defending these cats over the fucking adult who's already fucking had his feet in the fire. This guy holds the most prized possession in football, a Super Bowl ring. Coaching your kids. And you disrespect a Super Bowl winning coach. What do you think you're doing with the average Joe coach who's just giving his time and effort to your kids? Pissing on them, right? You're absolutely pissing on those guys. <sighs> Dog, it blows my mind that you motherfuckers don't get the big picture. The ignorant are ignorant of their ignorance, man. And I'm going to be honest with you. That's just a fucking, it's crazy to me that you guys are that fucking blinded. But, you know, people judge this shit, man, and it's, it's, it's fucked up. It really is. And uh, I don't understand, man, um, how it can happen. But I have, I have a thought about it, all right? I have my own ideology about this thing. I believe this all started with the seven-on-seven and personal training coaches, so-called coaches in quotations because they're not coaches. These trainers and these seven-on-seven guys who snatch these kids up basically three, six, three to six months out the year away from the high school coach. And you basically take them on these tours of fucking ignorance <laughs> and you're telling these kids every single thing that's wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. There might be some good coaches out there. Not coaches. I don't believe you're coaches. I believe you're, there might be some good people. You guys may have the kids' best interest. But see, the ignorant are ignorant of their ignorance. You're so ignorant of your own ignorance that you don't know better. You're actually crippling these cats. When there's real coaches that understand the bigger picture, and just so everybody's clear out there, 
scholarships aren't being handed out on seven on seven tournaments. I've yet to see one, bro. And all you seven on seven guys will be like, no, you bullshit, dude. People come back. No, they don't. They can't. Number one, shut up. Don't tell me they can't, motherfucker. You're talking to a motherfucker that knows every single fucking thing about recruiting there is. Number two, they don't want to see you make a one-handed catch over six people in fucking a little head helmet gear thing and no pads on. They don't want to see your quarterback under a quarterback tee take a one-step fucking drop and the ball doesn't get over the line of scrimmage and you have seven seconds and throws a ball up in the air and a receiver makes a great catch. Athleticism and looking at body movements and seeing people's range of motion and how long and rangy they are and how they move, cool. Some coaches may watch that on film somewhere, right? We're not giving you a scholarship off of that, though. We're giving you a scholarship when we know your fucking grades are right and you have pads on and you can fucking stock block a motherfucker. You can make a play in gear, make a dude miss, break a tackle, or make a tackle with pads on. You're getting a scholarship from that. So, to my point, these seven-on-seven coaches and these trainers have basically created this culture of move around shake around let's go play for my boy you don't need to stay at your school and they start to dirty mac coaches they start to dirty mac programs and what's happened is these kids are transferring at all-time high all-time rate go look it up they're leaving from one school to another school city to city in every state in the country because they're seven on seven or fucking trainer Goes there, knows this guy, does this thing for them, whatever it may be. And all the transferring, all the moving around. They're moving AAU basketball. They're moving from one team to another. They're moving from seven-on-seven team to another because they got Adidas. This guy has Battle. This guy has Nike. That's what they're – it's embedded in them. So they see this is the way to do it. Now guess what they do next? They commit to a school and then they write a decommitment tweet. And they just decommitted. A word that doesn't even exist. A word that doesn't even mean nothing in the dictionary. It's a made up word. Decommit. There's no such thing as decommitting, son. You committed to something. There's no more decommitment. It's not a real word. You committed. That's what it is. (laughs) You committed to something. So Trent Dilfer came out and apologized. I would never have done it. You know, I, I truly believe that I, I'm not bashing Trent Dilfer for apologizing. He had to do it for who he is, okay? The, pop, the problem is, you know, I always say people apologize because, you know, we are what we do, not what we say we do. People don't understand that statement. We are what we do, not what we say we do. See, I never apologized when I resigned at Independence. I resigned at Indy, and they were, I got shit talked to me crazy because my resignation letter was basically thanking Tammy, my boss, and I basically told all the fake motherfuckers they could kiss my ass because... And then everyone from ESPN to every single person outlet posted it on their websites. Fox, ESPN, TMZ, fucking uh, all these different football outlets, right? 
USA Today, all these motherfuckers, Sports Illustrated, all fucking full of shit, by the way. Sports Illustrated and USA Today are the two worst publications. They are full of shit, liars, and never even talk to you and make up statements. Should sue them. Michael Jordan's even talking about suing Sports Illustrated. I'm telling you, they lie and make up shit. So, you know, why didn't you apologize, coach? Why should I apologize? I am who I am. <laughs> I, I do what I say. I say what I do. Trent Dilfer had to apologize for a PR stunt. And I thought he did it the right way. But why am I going to apologize for graduating fucking 500 plus black kids? Having higher GPAs than anyone in the country? Getting more kids division one than anybody in the country? Like, why am I going to apologize for that? Sending 101 kids D1 in three years, national record, never be touched again. Like, I'm going to apologize for that? Apologize for kids leaving my program and never going to jail or getting kicked out of a four-year school? Getting their fucking bachelor degrees? Getting their master's degrees? Going to the NFL? I'm going to apologize for getting those inner-city kids that have one single mother at home who works four jobs. I'm going to apologize for that. No, I'm not. My daddy always said, don't kiss no ass. Do what you want, not what you have to. That's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to coach kids, help them move on in a way that people like you, the general public, will never understand because you don't know the inner workings of a program in a locker room intimacy. You don't get it. Unfortunately, a lot of these kids don't get it either. Just so we're clear. A lot of these kids don't get it. So, by the way, I'm going to break some news to you guys. Bobby Bruce was shot um, the other day, and I don't have an update on how he is doing, um, but Bobby Bruce was shot. And uh, unfortunate, you know. But again, I love Bobby Bruce like a son. People don't realize that. But I got bashed for cutting him. See what I mean? But see, that's the thing. I gave Bobby Bruce a thousand chances and opportunities. And like I said, I cannot save them all. I can't save them all. I have to pick and choose who I save because I have to make sure that it's the right one to give them an equal fair shot at this life. Life is about choices. Bobby Bruce made choices that were not conducive for success for my program or for his future. And you always, I've had kids, past players of mine that left and didn't, they didn't make it for me. And I've had them get killed, go to jail, etc. The ones that make it, get it. And it's from the tough love that I coach in the style that I coach in. You can argue it doesn't save all of them because Bobby Bruce situation or I've had 11 other kids get shot or go to jail that never played for me. They tried to play for me, but I had to let him go because it takes one bad apple to ruin the whole batch. You know, you can argue, well, coach, you should have saved them. Well, that's not my job. I can't save everyone. I got to save one by one by one. And then you create a resume of a bunch of saved souls. But I would love to save them all. Think I want to send Bobby Bruce off and 
these guys off? No, they make choices. And life's about choices. And don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Period. But people don't want to, people can't handle the truth. And that's the hard part about it. Seven on seven and these trainers do not know the full scope of football in its entirety, in its intricacies. It doesn't understand the whole inner working. It doesn't understand the structure from the weight room to working out to study hall to class structure to performance on the field, off the field, what it takes to get a scholarship, etc., etc. It thinks that you can drop a two-step drop, make a fucking football play in no pads, and then we'll move and go to Las Vegas and play, and then we'll go over here and play, and we'll go over here, and I'm going to tell you everything. It's called cross-coaching. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. These kids are very influenceable. They're listening to you talk and talk and talk when you know nothing. You're a street agent. That's what the problem is in football nowadays. These street agents have basically ruined the sport and it is getting watered down. I'm just telling you guys. They're the guys that make these kids go home and get on their smartphone and video games and Twitter and don't go out and play. Why we're so obese as a nation. Why we're so fucking lazy. It's instant gratification. These seven-on-seven trainer cats are basically handing these kids gear, getting them to go, let's go take you here, we'll we'll get on the play. But see, the thing is about it is your parents still got to raise the money. Your parents are ignorant of their own ignorance. Like, they don't understand. They're just, oh, let me have my son go have fun. You know what it is? No, you want another glorified motherfucking babysitter. To watch your motherfucking kid. When in theory, your ass should be disciplining this motherfucker, giving him some tough love, coach him up hard, love him harder. You're passing him on. And then when you pass him on to the coach who starts to discipline your son because he's with him 80% of the time of the year, he's basically a glorified fucking babysitter himself like I was, who knows the good, the bad, and the ugly about your son more than you do because we're around them 80% time more than you, and then you get mad when he don't play. (laughs) You get mad when your son, you paid $300 to go to play seven on fucking seven with some slap dick in Las Vegas, and you're getting mad that he's not playing that much. But you gave him $300. Now you're crying over spilt milk. Because you really wanted a motherfucking day off, weekend off, week off. You sent him off with these motherfucking guys. They go take them. These guys think that they're the shit because they got your son, who's a great talent, on their seven-on-seven fucking team, right? When When in theory, it's just creating more enabled instant gratification and laziness because these kids don't have to listen to no adult these kids that are coaching them these seven on seven trainer cats are basically their homies so they're their friends and they're basically just kicking it with them 
So the kid's learning absolutely shit. His talent is just what it is. Remember, I tell you, coaching's overrated. These seven-on-seven seven kids, their talent, if they're more talented than you, then they're going to shine out there, and then they're going to go back to their fucking respected high school football team programs, and their coach is going to yell at them for missing weights in the morning, and they're going to fucking transfer. Well, damn, my seven-on-seven seven coach don't do that. That's what we're creating. it. But the mom don't know better. The ignorant are ignorant of their ignorance. See, people don't want to hear the truth, man. This shit is fucking sad. It's really fucking sad. But I don't know. So then when you talk about certain things like Cam Newton and when I make all these talk, when I talk about all these different things and everybody's like, oh, you're crazy. And then the shit happens and it's a trip. And then everybody comes out like, man, Coach Brown be calling this shit up. Dog, it's actually called experience and having your fucking foot in the fire and understanding it and sending players to that level and having coached those players and having been in their level myself, even though it was brief. I know what it takes to win at that level and be a successful quarterback at that level. Did I not say that Mac Jones was going to be the starter months ago? Did I not say Mac Jones is the second best quarterback in the draft? Did I not say one of my good friends, Sarkeesian, coached them and I've known that he said some things about him that's pretty special. Did I not say certain things? I know these people that coach these people. I recruited these people. Like, (laughs) you understand I have three NFL quarterbacks that have played for me. I've had six make it to the NFL. Three, you know, bits and pieces, cups of tea, cups of coffee in the league. Like, dog, I'm not just talking. And I'm pretty versed in all sports, to be honest with you. Just because of who I am. I don't know. I played basketball, I played football, I played golf. I mean, I did, I've done a lot of shit. And I know sports. Just period. It's the it factor. Motherfucker has it or you don't. Period. You know, I know a lot of these guys that do these seven on seven things. They always hit me up to do shit. And I always refuse them. Because I just don't think. I think it's horrible for the real sport of football. I think it's very horrible. The coaches are horrible. The trainers are horrible. They're fucking coaching the worst habits. I got a buddy son who, who's a quarterback, and uh, this fucking personal trainer guy, he, he's got him sitting in a chair throwing the football, coming up out of the chair throwing the football. And I see it, and I tell my friend, I'm like, and I'm not putting no names on it, but I, put, I tell my friend, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dog? You're, you're hurting your kid's D1 chances with this guy. <laughs> and this guy actually is a fan of mine. This guy is this personal trainer guy. But what the fuck are you doing? Do you think NFL quarterback coaches have their guy sitting in a fucking chair, getting out of it and throwing the football? You think that's a football-related activity? It's a football-related drill. No, it's not. You're making up shit. You're a fucking slapdick. You're on YouTube. Like, dog, coaches coach. Let them coach. You seven-on-seven trainer cats, stick in your lane. Do your little fucking highway robbery of kids and their fucking ignorant parents that know nothing, that just give money away, and then they get pissed later when your kid's fucking nobody and doesn't go to college, and he's 4'8", and he runs a 4'8". And... You think he deserves to go to Alabama because your seven-on-seven coach and trainer told you so. Whether he's just trying to fuck you, mom, just so we're clear, that's a big thing. I'm just trying to be real with y'all. 
The trainer seven on seven guy has a, the the kid's mama might be fine. He's trying to hit, and then he's telling your ass that your son is going to Alabama when he's four eight and runs a four eight, and you're believing him. Ignorant are ignorant of their ignorance, man. Go fucking turn over rocks and figure out and find out the real. It's crippling the real game. Because your kids are being lied to, and then they go coach and play for a real high school successful coach, and you transfer him because he doesn't want to hear the truth anymore because his trainer coach told him otherwise. His homie, really. It's his homeboy, not his coach. His seven-on-seven trainer homie told him he should be fucking playing at XY's high school. That's the truth, and nobody has talked about it, and I haven't seen anyone bring up this whole thing. Seven on seven, these fucking slapdick personal trainers are crippling high school and college football. I'm telling you, it is going up the ladder, and I believe the NFL is being affected as well. So I'm just telling you, I truly believe it. Um, Man, my heart goes out to New Orleans, man. The pandemic and adversity it makes New Orleans stronger, not weaker. I'll tell you. New Orleans comes back stronger than ever every time. But fuck, that shit sucks, man. Um, the Saints won't be at home for four weeks, I hear. So I don't know what's going to happen with that one. Um, new, new. Uh, I got a new sponsor as well, man. Um, Balance 7. So I don't know if you heard about former NBA player Lamar Odom, but he may be returning to professional basketball in Spain. He's been taking on a new product he owes the credit to, Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. Um, thoughts on getting older for an athlete? How, how products like Balance 7 help? This is, a good and dis- this is good and discuss the wear and tear being a professional athlete did on their body. Discuss why, you know, Lamar Odom boxed and beat the fucking shit out of the dude Aaron Carter. So he attests to this Balance 7 deal and how it helped him. So I I can attest that it will rejuvenize yourself and your body. So make sure you can check out Balance 7. Um, Balance7.com. Use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for free shipping. Balance 7, the letter, the number 7, Balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE for shipping. I did. It worked for him. It could work for you, too. Balance7.com. Check it out. So, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's unfortunate that we now have to, we have to fucking, you know, have our faith in these kids and, and you you got the just so we're clear this whole fake high school thing bishop sycamore the coach i guarantee you is probably a seven on seven personal trainer fuck who got these motherfuckers together and went out and put together a bunch of fucking old fucking Shitty Juco players and ex-players that probably these semi-pro guys and got beat 58 nothing by IMG. But see, this is the problem. IMG played this team, Bishop uh, 
Sycamore twice already this year. You guys know that, right? Do you guys know that they played twice, like back-to-back? So I want to make sure you you understand that. They played already back-to-back. So IMG knew. How do you not know? And I want to know the great state of Ohio, who's, who's fucking a great football state. Let me just tell you. I love my Ohio kids that played for me and my Detroit kids and Michigan kids. That whole North upper Midwest is fucking, I love those players. They're, they're still mill kids. Uh, much, much more grounded, nasty, can play in the cold. They don't get fucking work. They don't worry about fucking too much. Those kids, I always love coaching. Where you get a California kid to come to the Midwest or a Florida kid to come to the Midwest and they bitch about the weather, they bitch about the girls, they bitch about everything. Those, those Ohio kids, those Michigan kids, they don't give a fuck. They come to play and work. Now, they're going to get some shit birds here and there. I mean, everybody has them. But my, my overall perception of the, of the Ohio kids, the Michigan kids, even the Indiana kids, the Indiana kids um, have always been some tough hard-nosed kids so um how does a state like ohio have this team on espn and nobody calls them out they know that team ain't legit they know that team is bullshit but see it goes back to it goes back to ignorance you're ignorant of your own ignorance right (sighs) ESPN, have you watched them lately? Have you seen who the fuck is on ESPN? Have you seen their hiring process and their firing processes? Have you seen the way that these motherfuckers are as of late? Like, watch ESPN, dog. So Stephen A is not on first take, but apparently I thought that Max Kellerman got fired. I haven't seen Stephen A on the shit for over a week. Max Kellerman's still on it with another slapdick. And then Molly, whatever, Quorum Rose, Jalen Rose's wife, is sitting there, can't control anything. This, it's horrible. And then they got guys at home on Zoom. Like, ESPN is unwatchable. I agree with Tim Parrish. It's fucking a joke. But have you seen... The process they go through on go by on getting kids, I mean, getting programs on ESPN. The high school football games that they pick, apparently, they do through a third party. So a third party organization, just like these fucking schools that presidents and ADs hire search firms to hire fucking coaches, which is the most ignorant fucking thing I've ever seen. Defending ignorance is what these cats continue to do. Presidents and ADs got PhDs and doctorate degrees and hire a search firm to hire their their football coach for their university. How fucking ignorant can you actually be? And nobody says shit about it. I never hear nothing about it. I don't know, man. It really blows my mind. I, I really struggle with, I really fucking struggle, man, with this ignorant world we're in and nobody fucking says shit about it it's allowed ignorance it's defending ignorance and it's setting us up for failure and it's setting the youth up for failure and it's son it's fucked up it really is but 
Who knows, man? Yeah, Molly Quirm is Jalen Rose's wife, bro. The girl that's in the middle on first take, that's Jalen Rose's wife. <laughs> you didn't know that shit? Um, so ESPN's a joke. You, hi, you, you, you put this team on ESPN on a national televised game, and they're not even a fucking real team. Like, how bad are you? Who the fuck gets fired for that? out of here stogie bailey's in heat so i got fucking stogie trying to fuck bailey um you know it's fucked up right now man we're in a different planet i'm just telling you i'm so fucking crazy this shit's so fucked up bishop sycamore espn putting him on espn firing certain people hiring certain people fucking people walking out on espn like juju smith attempts to milk fucking cart challenge like what the fuck are you doing with the milk crates dog why are you on milk crates four days before the season when you're con- you're jeopardizing millions of dollars? Come on, Juju. Fuck. It's just, it's all fucked up. And, uh, you know, Juju's from the hood. I love his family. Grew up watching him. Or he grew up, you know, we played him. Actually, we, we actually hurt him in a game. In and in a, he played for Long Beach Poly when I was at Cabrillo High School. Uh, it was a 0-0 game all the way in the fourth quarter. He had a visit to Ohio State the next morning. And uh, on an official visit, and he was out for an hour on the field. We thought he had hurt his neck, so I'm glad he didn't get hurt that bad. But I think he tapped out on us, to be honest. We were smacking the ass. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. But Juju, um, and shout out to my boy Biggie. Biggie was on that team too, who played at SC as well. Um, plays for the Ravens, I believe. You know, <laughs> it's it's fucking crazy, man. That. You would jeopardize that shit. You mean this is your chance to get the cats out the hood. Your mama, your daddy, everybody out the hood. Don't go on no fucking milk crate, dog. If I was Mike Tomlin, I'd be fucking livid. I would have fined your ass. I would probably suspended your ass. Cam Newton gets cut. Nobody listens to me, though. I always told you, motherfuckers, a business decision. Now, I think they had an agreement if he wasn't the starter that there was no way he was going to back up a rookie. So please let me go and try to get on somewhere else. Um, that's what I think happened there. I believe he'll end up in Houston. Either, you know, they're putting Deshaun Watson on a 53-man roster for some reason, even though he cannot play. So he's going to be on the roster. That means they're going to pay him $10 million a month or whatever. It's it's going to be interesting to see this Deshaun Watson thing fold. That's why nobody would trade for him because I think Miami would have traded for him I think Philly would have traded for him I think some cats would have traded for Deshaun Watson um but he just can't throw the football well enough in the the, the NFL I'm just that's sorry that's just what it is so um you know Scott Frost Nebraska coach right you know played in Nebraska legendary guy there you know he won at Central Florida uh, UCF, um, you know, he did good there. He went undefeated, and everybody thought he was the shit. And I try to tell people, I said, there's there's big fish in little ponds, and then there's little fish in big ponds. And you got to understand, sometimes it's good to be the big fish in the little pond. Don't go try to be a big fish in a big pond 
because big fish eat little fish. And you're not a big enough fish, dog, because you your recruiting hasn't been great. And it's a lot easier to recruit Florida in Florida. It's hard to recruit Florida at Nebraska, even though Florida used to be a Nebraska recruiting hotbed, just like California used to be. But he came out and ex- not only has he had about five excuses, and I'm not even mad at Scott Frost, man. You know, I think it's it's fucked up. But his latest excuse is the one that irks me as a former coach and, and as a person that recruits and understands this whole business. He made an excuse. He said that his game plan was thrown out the window when Illinois lined up how they did. I almost emailed the president and the AD and said, why do you guys make this much money again? Holy fuck. You got doctorate and PhD degrees. You hired this dude. And then this guy's making excuses that (laughs) this guy's making excuses that Illinois lined up in a way that they didn't expect. So they threw out their fucking playbook. Oh, fuck it. (laughs) Can you imagine Nick Saban saying, Hey, dog, we threw out our, we had to scrap our whole playbook. That's why fucking Auburn beat us tonight. They lined up in something we had never seen, and we had to throw out our whole weeks of prep out the window, and now we're fucked. We're just out there playing, man. We're just out there fucking playing. Dog, that is almost the most ignorant statement I've ever heard a head coach say in my entire life. And this past week, he's made nothing but excuses. And it's like, fuck, dog. These motherfuckers are making millions of dollars, dog. And they can't recruit to save their lives. They can't. You're at Nebraska, the most sold-out stadium in in America, week in and week out. And these are the excuses your coaches are making, Mr. President and A.D., with doctorate degrees that you're hiring. <sighs> Dog. Yeah, Frost just said that today. Um, let me see. I think I fucking have the... Yeah, dog. Look at this. Can you see that? About half our game plan was thrown out the window when Illinois lined up like they did. <laughs> Dog, you've got to be shitting me. That's what you saw. So, so Garrett Presley, I appreciate you. Uh, the cigar, Slapdick cigars are down and out right now until the tw- until 22nd. Uh, I mean, until 2022 because we're doing a different manufacturer. So the cigars are down right now. That's why we had the site taken down. Um, the whiskey you can pre-order and pre and buy uh, pre-order sales on slapdickinc.com. So you can still go do that with the whiskey. It'll be back up and selling out um, shortly. So go check that out. Um, so slapdickinc.com. Um, you could check that out and get that going. So Cremens, what up? Slapdick in the house. So look, man, you know. Yeah, excuses are like assholes, man. Everybody has one, and Scott Frost sure has one. He might have two. He might be the first coach to have two assholes. I don't know. But those excuses are fucking unbelievable. Um, I said today that, you know, Cam Newton is headed to Bishop Sycamore (laughs) to be the new quarterback. 
and uh, I'm just clowning him. You know, Pat Cam Newton won an MVP. Um, you know, he's a one percenter, like one percent of the world that can play NFL quarterback. He's a freak. He's a JUCO product, so I love him to death. But you know, I think Cam is lost. If you look at his face and his demeanor and how he pre- he doesn't present himself as an NFL quarterback. If you've ever looked at him, he presents himself as like this one of these seven on seven trainer guys I was talking about. That's the deal because you know you gotta you gotta be you have to be able to walk the walk, talk the talk, look the part. You know what I'm saying? If you're a true NFL Hall of Fame Pro Bowl type quarterback that's going to win a Super Bowl, he just looks like he's just out there and he he's worried about what kind of fucking sweater vest to wear. That's just how I look at it. I don't look at these cats the same no more. They all want to have all eyes on them when in theory all eyes are on you when you're shitty and bouncing balls to fucking on hitch routes. Like, you're bouncing dig routes to people. Like, dog, this is the NFL. You have to stand in there. Mac Jones is delivering shit on time, on time, on time, on time, in rhythm. His third step's hitting the ground and ball is out. And this motherfucker's anticipatory throws and anticipatory windows are like he's a 10-year veteran. Now, he's going to hit his, he's going to have some bumps in the road and hiccups. Trust me, okay? All I'm saying is he's the best quarterback for New England this year. It puts him back in a situation where they're going to play great defense, run the football, and he has a little better receivers this year than they did last year with Cam, and he'll be in a better situation. Uh, I mean, New England will be in a better situation. So that's just my humble opinion. I still think Zach Taylor is the best quarterback in the draft, and I think he's going to be pretty fucking good. Um but I think Cam Newton, I mean, uh, Mac Jones is really, really good. And we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I did say Cam Newton was headed to Bishop Sycamore. I mean, did you see the Bishop Sycamore cats running off the field like these motherfuckers? <laughs> that shit is comical. Um, yeah, so Bishop Sycamore is basically a fucking, what is it, a Juco? Is it a fucking, what the fuck is it? I don't know. I haven't read into the story and all this shit. Um, But it's definitely comical. And ESPN has really made it even worse. Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. Not Zach Taylor, man. You know, I'm horrible with names. Zach Wilson. I want to make sure. I need one of those people that um, correct all my fuck ups during the show. I'm going to start. I'm going to hire somebody to do that. Zach fucking Wilson is going to be the be- he's the best quarterback in the draft. I've been I told you guys that fucking way back when. I think Mac Jones is the second best. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be what you guys all think. And I've been saying it. I love Trevor in college, but when you're in college you run one thing. You know, you run zone read, you run naked, you run some RPO. He's a talented thrower. He can throw it, he can run, but you're not going to run like you did in college in the league. And he is on a shitty team with shitty personnel with a rookie football coach in the NFL. Troy Aikman, an all-time favorite of mine, goes to the Cowboys. He goes 1-15 year one and gets the shit knocked out of him. That's what's going to happen here. Troy ends up being the best. Jerry Jones goes out and gets a bunch of fucking freako linemen and players, and then guess what? Players win games, not coaches. So can 
Jacksonville get enough players to go around him and can he keep his head up in a positive way where he don't get so discouraged after year one being the fucking getting the shit kicked out of him this year. Just understand something. Trevor didn't lose in high school and college. Either did Urban Meyer. They're going to lose this year and it's going to take a mental toll on some of these people. So just understand. Um, Trey Lance, you know, I want to see. He didn't even play college football last year. He played FCS. I want to see how it translates in a real football game. I think they're going to play him, but he does have a fractured finger. I don't think he's going to be able to play uh, for the first few weeks, at least not full healthy. Um, And then you got Justin Fields, who, again, I I just don't think his game translates to being an NFL player. Big-time quarterback. I'm sorry. I just said what it is. You know, like I said, and I tell you, some of these guys will have good good first years, good second years maybe. Look at Lamar Jackson. People don't realize it takes a while for an NFL defensive coordinator to figure out a guy like Lamar Jackson who's a freak of nature, who has a fucking shitty throwing delivery, but he has an arm. So just like Michael Vick's kind of low three-quarter delivery, it's hard when DCs don't in, haven't played you yet. And then when you're faster than everyone on their field, you get through the line defensive line, brother, you're to the house. Well, now that's kind of going to it's going to it's slowed down as you see they're making him throw the football more. They're making him sit back there and dissect coverage on time in rhythm. That's not Lamar Jackson. That's not what he does. That's not what Cam Newton does. That's not what Trey Lance does. But we're going to see the rookies. I think it is a really good rookie class. I just don't. It's just NFL trans. See, I would love to have Lamar Jackson in college over any of them, right? Because that's my offense. Trey Lance, same thing. I would have took that motherfucker. Trevor Lawrence, same thing. Zach Taylor, or Zach Wilson, same thing. Um, But... Do they translate? And Zach Wilson, fellas, just so you know, he's probably 38 years old. Motherfucker's a Mormon. He's been in front. He's fucking old. He got kids. Probably got fucking two wives. I don't know. But Trey, but the motherfucker's not 18. So <laughs> my boy's a good, my boy coached his ass at BYU. Kalani's a head coach, so a good friend of mine. So uh, talked to him the other day. You know, that's the thing. Bishop Sycamore thing is is taking over the internet, I guess. But it's funny, man. ESPN did not realize that they're not even a real school. Get the fuck out of here. You guys got to be shitting me. Come on, man. Get real. You guys are true fucking, like, slapdicks. Like, you got to be. You is slapdick pretty much. Why you calling me slapdick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. (laughs) ESPN, you are the slapdick of the week. I don't give a fuck who it is. You guys allowed Bishop fucking Sycamore um, to know. So who who fired their head coach? Bishop Sycamore? Bishop Sycamore fired the coach? Is that what really happened? Was that a real coach? Like, who the fuck are they? Like, I still don't get who the fuck Bishop Sycamore is. But... Who knows, man? Uh, the most underrated quarterback no one is talking about, in my opinion? Um, man, Tannehill. I like him a lot. 
because he fits that offense. He doesn't have to do too much. He has a run game and two freak wideouts. If he's just smart with the football, Titans are going to be hard out. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, man, just a nutty, gutty winner, performer. Against all odds, continues to win. Um, I want to see the super sophomore this year. I want to see uh, my more, my boy with the Chargers. I want to see if he can really do it. Um, because remember, a lot of these rookies have great rookie years, and then their sophomore years, defensive coordinators figure them out at the NFL level. So let's see what's going on. You know, I don't know if if Matt Ryan's overrated. I, I don't think – I think Matt Ryan's good. I think he's a good NFL quarterback. He's been good for a long time. I just don't know if they have the offensive line and defense. You know, a lot of things change when your defense is good. People don't realize when your defense is good, it makes good quarterbacks look great, and it makes shitty quarterbacks look good. Trent Dilfer was not a very good NFL quarterback, people. He, I had a good friend of mine, one of my former mentors, is actually the player personnel coach for the Ravens the year they won it all. And they said Brian Billick would look around like, fuck. I mean, Trent Dilfer would miss guys out of bounds wide open running down the sideline. I think against the Raiders that year when they beat the Raiders, what was it, like 6-3 to three or whatever? The 99-yard touchdown to Shannon Sharp. Like, that was his fucking only completion. Like, NFL quarterback. Like, that's the thing. Jim McMahon, right? Jim McMahon. Good college guy. Tough, nutty, gutty motherfucker. Wasn't a good... He was horrible NFL quarterback, to be honest. But he's a legend. He lives in Chicago lore. Jim McMahon walks anywhere down Chicago, uh, Michigan, or Ohio Avenue. He's a fucking legend. He's horrible NFL quarterback. So, that's the thing you got to look at. Um... I mean, fuck, man. You, you better. I mean, I'm a UCLA guy growing up. I, I'm not a Chip Kelly guy. I don't think they have the. They've done a good job there in recruiting at all. Um, but LSU should win, right? That's what you would think. I would love for UCLA to beat LSU. I just, I don't think that'll happen. But UCLA, if they were to win, it would be this one. I'm just telling you, Pac-12 teams beat teams early, not late. So. Um, if they do want a shot at beating a big SEC team, it would be this one. So I'm just telling you. Um, I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, Tebow. You see that Olay block? They got him cut. That wasn't what got him cut, by the way. But um, Badger ninety nine. I appreciate you, dog. Um, uh, really do. Yeah, Pat's a good dude, man. We talk quite a bit. Um, I know he's got his show going on right now, so I appreciate you guys over here on mine right now. I'm gonna tell Pat right now that I'm taking this fucking viewing audience. Um, I might be on his show a couple times a week, man, doing a college football uh review type of thing. So slap dick kind of slap dick segment. So I don't know, still in the works with that. So we'll see. I'm sure you'll find out about it. Um, but anyway, man. I'm going to take uh, Clemson. You know, it's just so everyone's clear. There's four Heisman Trophy win, uh, candidates this year. They're all four from Southern California. They're all quarterbacks. Um, and the fifth kid is is, is uh, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma, who's actually from California too, but he actually went to school in Arizona. So it's really five motherfuckers. Um, and that's what people don't realize. I don't know if you know, if you watch high school football, Modern Day and St. John Bosco are probably the two best high school football programs in America, hands down. 
Bosco beat the shit out of Miami Central in Miami, Florida. Mata Day went and beat the shit out of uh, Duncanville in Texas, Powerhouse in Texas. Um, and oh, uh, Rogers is his boy. Shit, bad. Pat Pat played in the league, dog. Pat Pat is known. Like you know what I'm saying. Pat didn't just get known on YouTube. And it's a lot easier to have a platform um, when you played uh, and had an actual relevant career playing in the NFL. You know, he had a playing, he had a relevant playing career. So, played with Peyton Manning. I mean, think about it. Um, yeah, so Mata Day smoked Duncanville, um, who's a powerhouse in Texas. And, uh, hey, man, I, Coach Allen at Indiana is a good friend of mine, good dude. You know, in you know, we have a three technique that played it for me at Indy that that plays for Indiana. Um, great coach, great dude, man. Uh, love Coach Allen and what he's done at Indiana. Um, so, good deal. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Lucy, the Duncanville game. Yeah, modern day is just modern day and Bosco. Just to my point is, they're an all star team here in California. So, well, actually, in the country, and. Those two teams will beat IMG. There's no doubt. Like Corona Centennial, you know, and and Modern Day both have beaten IMG before. And and Corona Centennial out here should have had IMG a second time and gave up, gave it up late. Um, Drew Smith. I already talked about Cam Newton, man. It's just what it, it's what expected. What's expected? That's what I said. That's what I thought. So I knew he was gone, and and I think uh, he doesn't fit that style and he can't stop from turning the football over and Bilicek wants to play fucking defense and he's got high tower back and he made a bunch of signings and I think New England's going to be a team to watch. New England, Buffalo, Miami, they're pretty good. The Jets will be better. Um so yeah, Badger, I already talked about that Bishop Sycamore shit. ESPN is the problem. You P, ESPN is the issue. Because they're look at their hires on their platform. Look at their fires on their platform. Who they're firing and who they're hiring. I know Sam Pittman pretty well, Logan. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If, you know, he's a good dude. Coaches. I mean, uh, he's a co- player's coach. Um, Nitty gritty old line guy. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he does, but I'm not shocked if he doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a hard sell right now with Alabama and Georgia and in those teams in your league. Um, so that's just what it is, but we'll see. Um, hopefully he can, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you got to lock down Arkansas. They got some decent players in Arkansas now. Um, but you know, see what happens, but Hey man, listen, um, it's a great day to have a great day. Hopefully we don't have to deal with slap dicks like Bishop Sycamore and, and all the fucking cancel culture fucks about Trent Dilfer and, and, you know, all that shit. It's sad that we're that soft in America. But ignorance is uh, life-threatening. So, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, man, I appreciate you guys coming on today. 1130 on the West Coast on the 31st, last day of August. It's already September. College football weekend. I'll make some picks of the week this later on this week. Uh, and uh, 
and uh, I'm gonna see if I can get my boy back on the show this year, uh, and do some uh, NFL bets uh, with you guys. So appreciate you guys, Shane, all you guys in the show. Appreciate it. I'll holler at you guys. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Find a guy, man. I'm just telling you. Coach, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man. Just say yes, sir. Coach, he fucking hired me. I don't know no better. Fucking sick of it. Take your ass home if you want to be here. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the